Hi, I'm Tom Coffin, CEO and President and Co-Founder of Simply Reliable Incorporated. Welcome to the Smartpreneur Podcast. What's a smartpreneur, you might ask? Well, a smartpreneur, in our opinion, is someone that focuses on working on their business, not just in their business. And our Smartpreneur Podcasts are designed to bring you some relevant information each week about your business and different parts of that business. It could be marketing, it could be workflow, it could be labor, uh, it could be business operations, many things that we'll talk about each week on the podcast. You can also check out our Smartpreneur blog at simplyreliable.com. And of course, our Smartpreneur podcast is brought to you by Simply Reliable, makers of Smart Office and Design Machine, the complete end-to-end -end solution for business process for systems integrators. So thanks for joining us today, and I hope you enjoy the show. This week on the Smartpreneur Podcast, we welcome Marilyn Sanford. Marilyn is a serial entrepreneur. She founded SmartFX. She founded LinkEdge. She's owned, grown, and sold with Scala, Connected Spaces, and Pacific Tech. And she's a Cedia Fellow. Please welcome Marilyn Sanford. Hi, Marilyn. Good to see you again. Yeah, you too. Appreciate you being with us. Well, smartpreneurs, we're going to dig in today and we're going to talk about uh, turnover and company culture. So Marilyn's got a new smartpreneur blog out on our site that you can check and, and read. And in that blog, uh, Marilyn, you discuss turnover quite a bit and the costs involved. Uh, what what makes up these costs? And, and really, what kind of money are we talking about? Uh, yeah. What's this costing these folks for this turnover? <laughs> I was amazed when I started to do some more research on this before I wrote that, that in some cases they, they quote between, and I, I think we'll go into this momentarily, but um, 30 weeks at a minimum for two years equivalent salary, depending yeah. on the, on the business. Um, and, and ours is detailed. So this it, turnover is, is, expensive it's expensive directly and indirectly and whatever i talk about here precludes bad business so i'm going to assume everybody's got acceptable business practices that they're they're not going to end up in court with a with a, an employee because man that's really distracting yeah uh, we'll talk about you know just just the basics here and so the, the one the first one in my mind is loss of productivity i mean it's it's most intuitive the most rational um um element to look at and you know that's going to happen because you got retraining you got to hire someone hoping to hire the right person you maybe need to to rehire if it doesn't work out mm -hmm. your techs are overworked because you need that if you need that position and you don't have it someone's going to have to pick that up right uh, or over time which is also really unproductive your most expensive time and your least productive time so you really don't want to lean on overtime as a matter of cause uh, course um, and loss of information is another one that I really started to think about. And I and I know, you know, we we worked really hard to capture and do a lot of uh, a lot of things to make sure things were written and available. But sometimes, you know, a client says something to one of the techs and it doesn't get on uh, or, or a PM. It doesn't get in the um, 
in the the written or the or the systems and so they've now gone a new tech comes in the client doesn't really care if it's a different person that commitment's been made so um, information loss i think is something that you really want to think about exit interviews can help with that by the way yeah culture of disruption and so you know um, does the new tech click with the other techs? And sometimes it takes a while to kind of see that. It can be quite mm-hmm. disruptive to your culture and to your techs. Um, obviously, the time lost in rehiring, and I've mentioned to you the costs that the industry has uh, has quoted, which seemed to me really significant. So the other piece of that time loss is errors made um, and the, the time and training, obviously. Um, additional loads on other people around that position and business interruption and distractions. It's really hard to monetize, but intuitively we know this. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, so it sounds like you're, you're probably a big fan of, uh, of fire fast, hire slow. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll talk about some of the tools we put in place and we did, we, we actually, yeah. at one time we actually had all the candidates in an interview at one time. <laughs> I thought I'd try that. I wouldn't <laughs> recommend it. <laughs> okay, Spartans, fight it out. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> well, okay. you know, most of the systems integration industry out there is made up of small companies. Uh, you know, it could be a one-person company. It, it could be six, uh, you know, maybe 25. There's, there's not a lot of uh, you know, small businesses, as you said uh, in another podcast we, we did, you know, under 100 is, is what, what most people consider small business, sometimes even under 500. Yeah. But our industry is a very small, small company industry. Uh, there's not many companies out there that have more than 25 or 30 employees. Yeah. And like I said, there's they're kind of different sizes, you know, 1, 6, 12, 25, that type of thing. How do companies of, of that size uh, build a company culture? You know, when you when you got a large company and you've got an HR department and stuff like that, you can kind of have somebody watching that and making sure that's nurtured and moving in that direction. There seems to be a big challenge with a small company. What's what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, boy, have I have I learned because we started so small and, you know, we we um, yeah, well, let me back up a second. I think sure. the complexity is exponential with the number of people. So if it's just two really, it's pretty okay. You're, the two of you are just communicating. But if there's three, it's one times two times three. If there's four, it's four times three times two times one. And so you you could just sort of map that out. And yeah. so those are all the inflection points where communication can can be can fail, right? Or assumptions can be built. Mm-hmm. And I, I think in a smaller firm, you know, leadership is more sensitive to this. They're more tuned into this. Um, and if they're not, they'll see turnover. And in fact, I think in every firm, if they're if they're not tuned in, they'll see turnover. Everyone wants to be appreciated. They want to be relevant to what's going on. And if they perceive they're not, because the communication systems aren't strong, then it starts. That's that's the beginning of the foot out the door. Sure. But I think it's not an excuse for small businesses not to pay attention to this as well. It's a great time when you're smaller to establish these processes and to really think about what type of discipline and culture you want and engage people. And I, I know they say that a lot, but I think we engage the team a lot. 
in, in, in fact, we had them in some management meetings. I'll, I'll go through that as well, because we really, they knew the business. They, they, especially, you know, whether it was the designer or the guy on tools or the gal on tools, they, they know the business. It's too small for them not to. So engage them, bring them in and, and make sure you're getting buy-in in that, in the process. That makes, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, and, and of course, uh, uh, as as part of that, if you if you don't, uh, you have you have turnover, and um, we've talked a little bit about turnover before, but uh, this time I want I want to ask the question, really from a non monetary standpoint, you know what does it do to the team uh, if if someone's uh, going to go and leave, you know how does the owner mitigate the trauma that 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 team goes through. Yeah, I, I I think I think that's a tough one, um, and I and I think about our team, which was a team, a small team, and they became friends. You know, they they I had one of my texts in a conversation not too long ago, and I I I've been out of the industry for a decade, and I had um, one of them communicating with me and saying that he still to this day. His best friends are people that he worked with in our company. They became cool. best friends and stayed connected. So I think, you know, that that is such a big part of weathering the disruption of change. Um, but I, I, I also think there are, um, it, it is the entire team that's impacted. And the culture does get disrupted. Um, but I think an effective team can also get closer by this. They can they can actually um, if if you if you're listening to them and you're talking about what might have caused that what could we do differently, um, and also if there's a bad tech you don't deal with, where they know that and oh, that yeah. biggest cultural disruptions you could just just terrible, and you don't often know that sometimes that's just happening out in the field and you are oblivious to it. Again, get, making it safe for people to talk during job description, pardon me, job reviews, where you can sort of sit intimately with that employee and talk to them about how it's going. So loss of, loss of you know, continuity is a big one as well in this whole business of turnover. So you've got loss of information. We talk, t- talked about that earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, slower production, creating gaps in the production process. Um you know, so best practices and client intel um, co- potentially could go to competitors, you know, depending on who left and what the feel was. I think if there's a strong loyalty and a good feel in the company, there is less likelihood that that will happen. But but it's it's a possibility. Um, so, you know, we, you know, there's just the obvious stuff. It's um, tech overwork, which we, which we addressed a few minutes ago. I mean, in the last, in the last part of this um, and, you know, client frustrations, loss of continuity and the work that's being done there. So you just really have to keep an, keep an eye on all of these elements and the costs associated with them. Minimize right. them. Communicate, communicate, communicate. Yes. Sounds good. All right, Smartpreneurs, that wraps us up for today. Uh, if you'd like to read a little bit more about this, head on over to simplyreliable.com and check out the Smartpreneur blog, and you'll see Marilyn's latest uh, feature there. And while you're there, you can watch more Smartpreneur podcasts. Uh, 
And you can also check those out at, let's see, you could go to youtube.com forward slash Simply Reliable. That's our YouTube channel. You could also go to Apple Podcasts. Uh, they support the video podcast. Or if you're driving around and listening in your car or just working on a Saturday and you want something to listen to, uh, your favorite podcast software uh, will do the job just fine. You can listen to us there. Just look for Smartpreneur Podcasts by Simply Reliable, and we'll be there to keep you company. All right. Keep communicating, and we'll see you next time on the Smartpreneur Podcast.